uh, NASA has been using digital twins since 2002 to uh, kind of, you know, replicate something on Earth that would be in space. My, my thought goes to that movie, um, Apollo 13 with, um, you know, Tom Hanks. So, so the guy walks in and he has all these uh, parts that don't go together, right, at all. And he said, we have to make this work and fit in this and we have 13 hours to do it. And so collaboration in that case and digital twinning uh, were key. What if the commissioned building had another model besides the BIM model? Perhaps a twin that could take over at handover and continue to capture the data from the day-to-day -day operations of the building. Would that change how you design? I'm Todd Wyant and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. You're invited to join my mission to embrace and share the innovations transforming the AEC, MEP, and manufacturing industries. Today, I am joined by Carlos Catalan, Senior Solutions Specialist at Applied Software and Certified BIM Consultant. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Hey, thanks, and uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you start by giving us just kind of an overview of your background? Uh, well, so years ago, I started uh, as a plumber in the field. Uh, I did that for about 10 years, worked, worked myself all the way up from the lowest, like, drain cleaner um, all the way up to a plumbing supervisor. Um, nice. at that, yeah. And then, um, uh, I gravitated towards, uh, you know, not crawling in crawl spaces and attics anymore. Uh, you can't tell from this video, but I'm a pretty big guy and that just wasn't sustainable for me. So, uh, <laughs> I went back to school, got my degree in design and, um, just started drafting almost immediately as I got, um, enrolled. And then um, I've done pretty much pretty much everything, and I say that um, not lightly. I, I, I started out as a uh, drafter designer in the telecom industry, doing cable and um, telephone wire, um, and then I, I gravitated more towards my field. I went into energy, so I started out with um, Excel and Denver Water for short time seasonal work. Uh, and then I went into the oil and gas industry, which was all piping, which was a little more my forte because it was pipe, um, but still not uh, exactly what I wanted to do. So I pursued uh, the MEP industry uh, where I got a, uh, a first start, I guess you could say, um, with a consulting firm who actually did all three uh, disciplines. So uh, I started designing both or all three, actually, um, mechanical, electrical and plumbing designs. Um, and then uh, just before I came to Applied Software, I was working for a company that did um, MEP fabrication. So they were a mechanical contractor and they did um, mechanical and plumbing design installation, bid build, uh, design bid build, all that good stuff there. So pretty vast background for as young as I look, but um, yeah, I've, I've pretty much, I've done a lot, so. That's awesome. It, it's cool to, um, you know, really see that, that journey. Uh, any part that you uh, have gravi gravitated to more of like, oh, this is really exciting for me? Um, well, just all of it. I mean, um, you know, it was kind of a natural progression for me with the exception of the telecom stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, being a plumber and then going into the MEP consulting side. 
um, and then gravitating even more to where I was, you know, drawing the stuff that um, people were going to be using to install these um, complicated systems and stuff like that. So, I mean, not really one thing that I can point out. Um, you know, collaboration is, is a huge part of it. And um, that is, I think, vastly growing and vastly getting better. So um, if I could say anything would be my one concentration, that's what it would be is collaboration. Cool. Uh, so one of the um, kind of trends and big phrases that I've been hearing a lot uh, in AEC is this digital twin concept. Can you kind of just briefly uh, unpack what a digital twin is? Uh, so there's, pl there's plenty of definitions out there. Um, but in essence, what it is, is a, um, a, a virtual replica of, of a product, right? Whether that's a building or a process or, or even sometimes even a service um, that a company is providing. And um, we, can, we can gather data from that replica and um, you know, start to uh, innovate based off of the information that is uh, received from that model or that virtual replica. Gotcha. Interesting. Uh, what's the partnership between the digital twin and then using like Internet of Things sensors? Internet of Things sensors would, uh, you know, they they'd calculate and regulate and analyze and um, a number of operations that they would do that would send information back into a, a virtual model uh, that we could then also further analyze and just get more information about how an actual process or in, in, in our case, in the AEC world, um, how the building is actually being used. So, um, for instance, if, you know, a person is using the AC at certain times of the day um, in certain regions of the world, um, how often are they using the heat? How often are they using the cold? And all of that is going to be, you know, um, it, um, enveloped in a database where we can study that and kind of see for the future how we would... Um, you know, build something similar and even um, continue the life of, of the design model uh, beyond just delivery of, of the design to, uh, to be for, for the building to be built. Interesting. So it sounds like owners would love it. What would be some of the benefits to an AEC firm to start moving in this direction? Uh, well, an AEC firm would be able to um, have life beyond the contract or the initial contract, I guess, for building and, and construction. So um, with, with that being said, they could, you know, take the information on a daily basis and tell the owner, um, you know, where they can cut back on some of the energy being used or, um, you know, more specifically um, the systems that are being run and how often or how, how little they actually have to be run. So, um, I mean, it, the, the information that we're going to get from a digital twin is going to be uh, pretty priceless going forward. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. 
visit ASTI.com and let them know we sent you. Yeah, it sounds like it. What interests me is that it, it seems like when you bring in the collaboration piece that and instead of just collaborating with other designers or with the trades or you know people in the industry, you're really starting to collaborate with the building itself and be able to take that and use it on future projects. Is that a fair assessment? That's pretty fair. Um, that's kind of the concept behind the whole thing is to you know gather information for future products um, and services. Uh, for example, like if we were to uh, have an internet of things inside a stadium, uh, we would be able to study, like, like have an actual, say, football game going on and then see when, um, you know, the breaks or when people are actually getting up to, uh, you know, uh, uh, at a massive scale to go use the facilities. Um, and then we would know exactly when to um, come back and, you know, clean the bathrooms or so something as simple as that can be. Um, you know, pretty priceless in itself. So um, just one example there. Yeah, interesting. So would that be kind of tracked through phones or something? Or how, how would you go about tracking the people movement in a building like that? So the sensors as well. I mean, um, you know, privacy uh, being put aside, I guess. You could <laughs> use, you could use uh, uh, heat sensors and cameras and and different kinds of things like that that would all talk to each other and then uh, relay that information back into the model so then we could study that interesting uh, so we've all heard the the line that you know data is king and the bim model was able to give so much more detail and data but it seems like a digital twin model really is just going to take that to the next level and almost create kind of a, a race between the owners and builders of who can who can master and analyze, gather all this data better. Uh, and they're going to have a huge leg up. So how do you see this digital twin technology kind of transforming the AEC industry over the next you know, five, 10 years? Uh, well, I mean, like you said, data is king. I think the phrase is actually cash is king. <laughs> uh, in, in this case, well, uh, you know, data is like our cash. I mean, uh, it's going to constantly flow in and out and we're, we're going to be at a constant rate of learning how buildings work um, as opposed to just doing what's worked and over engineering. Um, now our engineering is going to get a little more precise and our buildings are going to uh, just be uh, lower in the carbon footprint and stuff like that. So where we can, you know, really um, start to see how exactly uh, we're using these complex systems and how we can get better at doing that. Um, not only that, but we'll be able to maintain um, the buildings going further uh, based off of that data quite easily and with, uh, with much more efficiency. Interesting. Yeah, very cool. So a, a couple episodes ago on the podcast, we, we unpacked generative design and it makes me think of when you pair that with digital twin that you could take all the insights and the data that you're getting from one digital twin, use that to kind of form parameters on another project and run it through generative design to help you create all those um, efficiencies and, and a smarter building so that you have just the, the best and uh, brightest possible building. Uh, what do you think of digital, the digital twin and generative design and uh, that kind of merger? 
I, I think it's great concept. And I think that we're going to see in the future, I think we're going to see a lot more of it just because, um, you know, if, if we can learn something about one building and, and all the aspects that are built into it, whether it's, it's a similar building that we're building next or not, uh, we have some data there to work with. And so we'll be able to kind of have more of a predictive or generative um, design going forward and oh. kind of know a lot of um, engineering up front um, so that, you know, it makes our, our lives a little bit easier and, and, and we're using less uh, to do more. Um, so that's kind of, you know, generative design and AI is, is going to be uh, a, a key uh, focus going forward, I think, for the construction industry in general. And yeah. then you, you add that with your, your digital twin, which is now just, uh, you know, throwing out a plethora of data and information uh, that we've never had access to before. Um, that's that's going to be just, like I said, I, I keep saying the word priceless, but I mean, really it is. And, 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 and the uh, concept is is really starting to take grasp in, 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 uh, in a lot of contractors. Yeah, interesting. Do you see that as kind of the, the next step there or are there is there something else in the middle in order to, to get there? Well, yeah. Uh, well, generative design and predictive design and AI has just I mean, it, it's got to get better first. Um, we're, we're, you know, and it's going to transform the industry where, um, you know, we're going to have a, a job shift. Yeah. Um, so so people are going to be able to get these more technical positions um, um, as opposed to labor intensive, right? Which is, I guess that's good news for everybody because, you know, those jobs are usually higher paying. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if, if we can predict how uh, a plumber is going to uh, throw up a, a riser in the wall um, before he even has to do it, then the fabrication and, and, you know, the uh, takeoff, the material takeoff and all of that is just going to be that much more easy. Yeah. Interesting. So I'd love to get uh, some of your, your insights on Bluebeam as a Bluebeam consultant. Uh, how does Bluebeam come into play when we're talking about the digital twin and kind of collaboration in general? Well, so uh, Bluebeam, so it all goes back to data, right? I mean, this whole conversation can really be uh, tracked back to data and Bluebeam is just um, a huge contributor to that data using markups and smart markups and tracking those markups in a, in a Bluebeam atmosphere is essentially sending data back and forth about the project's life cycle. Um, so when I get a markup from an engineer or an architect or something like that, um, the data is almost instantly um, gravitated to the people that need to, to, to have that data or that wow. information. Um, and then on material takeoff side, I mean, we can sit there and, and create markups that actually highlight individual pieces and parts. And we can tell it, uh, has it been ordered? Has it been delivered? Has it been installed? Has it been inspected to the point where um, we're tracking every little piece of information and every procedure that needs to be implemented throughout the life cycle of construction. So um, Bluebeam's technology, um, is helping us to is helping us to do that. They're pretty unique in in the AEC um, aspect as far as uh, what their software can do. Nice. Uh, so you mentioned collaboration is one of your your big 
loves. Uh, what, what's the importance of, of getting true collaboration across all the project partners? Time. I mean, uh, in essence, it's, it's all about time. So if I can um, either predictively or in virtual reality, um, meaning a model, um, if I can, you know, work out how a, a uh, AC HVAC system is going to um, uh, interfere or, um, you know, not interfere because of collaboration uh, with a plumbing system, um, you know, because a lot of those plumbing systems are gravity fed, um, so they can't really be reworked too much. Um, they have rules that they have to abide by. And if we can, um, in a model and with collaboration, work out those kinks, um, you know, in, in computer space or virtual space, then we don't have to do that in the field. And um, I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, if you've ever been into the field, but it can be pretty cumbersome task to try to reroute a pipe or a, or a, or a large, um, you know, ducting system just for, for a piece of structure or, or, or for, a, you know, one of those gravity fed systems or something like that. So complicated. Yeah. So we're, we're able to save time, which essentially saves us money. Interesting. Uh, so when uh, a new project is starting and uh, people want to better collaborate, but what, what should the, the end goal, what's, what's kind of the big win of collaboration? and maybe tying it back into to Bluebeam? Um, well, uh, I would say again, time. So, so we're able to calculate labor. And then the next thing, I, I think the biggest waste on, on any project is usually material, right? And an over ordering of material. Um, mm -hmm. And with Bluebeam, we're able to, you know, calculate um, not only material, but also going back to that time. So. Uh, using Bluebeam, I can literally use a geographical boundary um, to outline some of the um, areas in the building. And um, like, take for instance, some flooring um, in, let's say, just a lobby area. I can literally draw a geographical shape um, for that lobby area. And then based off of what kind of material we're going to use in that lobby for the flooring, I can then calculate not only um, the material, right? So um, how much we're going to need, but then I can take that and say, how much on average, how much time would it take somebody, um, you know, a laborer to install this? Um, so that in itself is just gonna be, uh, it, it, it is mind blowing. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, uh, there's there's no human error there. Blue Beam's technology is literally using the walls and um, boundaries that we can we can uh, draw physically to um, to calculate all that kind of stuff. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software's Live Lab Learning, a virtual classroom experience where students can listen, interact, and learn from veteran real-world application specialists in real time from anywhere in the world. Live Lab is the affordable convenient way for your staff to take Autodesk certified training courses and even earn some AIA continuing education credits all from the comfort of your own office. Visit ASTI.com for more information and let them know we sent you. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, how 
harder, time intensive is it to, to get ramped up on something like that? Uh, well, not, not too, not too uh, time sensitive at all. I mean, if, you know, we offer classes here at Applied Software that could definitely get anybody up to speed um, on something like Bluebeam in a, in a matter of a, a week or so. And then, you know, um, everybody's learning ability is different, um, but it would just be getting the fundamental tools down, building a foundation, and then taking those values that you've learned here at Applied Software or anywhere really, um, and um, applying them to a real world scenario. So um, I would say it's it's worth it. Um, it's worth it overall, <laughs> you know, for a contractor to be thinking that way. Yeah, interesting. Uh, any kind of fun stories or, or something where you've seen collaboration either work really well or uh, just totally <laughs> kind of implode on itself too. You know, everybody loves the, the juicy uh, things gone wrong stories too. So, <laughs> uh, Nothing comes to mind. All I can say about that is that um, when, you know, we're all in, essentially even though we're building construction and we're doing engineering and architecture and all that we're, we're still in a in a people business so um, as long as you know people are open-minded and uh, forward-thinking uh, then there shouldn't be any issues with collaboration and um, what I think once somebody gets into um, gets into the collaboration aspect or mindset uh, the, the, they'll be able to see the benefits and uh, use some some tools like Bluebeam uh, to then further their uh, their understanding of how collaboration can be so beneficial. Yeah. What do you see as some of the, the common kind of barriers to that mindset shift of getting into collaboration mindset? Uh, just. Uh, you know, mostly it's learning something new and people are afraid that, um, you know, jobs are going to be taken or, 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 you know, stuff like that. Just some of the old um, kind of myths and legends that <laughs> kind of circle us as, as people. Um, so, so that's going to be the main drawback. And then, um, I mean, the technology's there. Um, NASA has been using digital twins since 2002 to, um, kind of you know replicate something on earth that would be in space so that they can maintain that and uh, I you know my uh, my my thought goes to that movie um, Apollo 13 with um, you know Tom Hanks yeah. and they're sitting there and those guys are running out of air I mean literally right, right. And, and so the guys down at uh, I think it was Kennedy or wherever it was back in Florida or Houston Houston, Houston. Um, so so the guy walks in and he has all these uh, parts that don't go together right at all and he said we have to make this work and fit in this and we have 13 hours to do it right and so basically he's telling us to, to fit a square peg in a round hole and you have 13 hours to do it and so collaboration in that case and digital twinning uh, were key. Right. And if we can uh, apply those concepts to construction, um, we're going to really see construction take off and, and be not only more more sustainable, uh, but we're going to do it better and faster and cheaper. Yeah, I think that Apollo 13 illustration is is so spot on to both the digital twin and collaboration. It, it's one of my all time favorite scenes from any movie because uh, I just think it's so impactful of how people can work together to do something that's 
seems totally impossible, but when everybody has the end goal in mind, they're focused on something, they can get some really cool things done. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, that's a perfect example and the best one that I can think of. It came to mind as soon as, um, as soon as I started researching what a, a digital twin was. Very cool. Uh, well, Carlos, thanks so much for, for joining us on the, the podcast. Really appreciate your time coming out and talking digital twin and collaboration. Oh yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Okay, thank you. <laughs> And thank you to all those listening. If you are interested in learning any more, visit our sponsor, Applied Software, at asti.com for more information and let them know we sent you. You can listen to this podcast anywhere by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Please spread the word by giving us a five-star review and share with your friends and coworkers. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our other applied software podcast, the AEC Disruptors. Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is produced and directed by Alyssa Chartier, edited by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production, copyright Applied Software 2019.